Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. <laughs> oh man, my loud mouth outside. Wow. Woo! Man, it, it always brings me great pleasure to share with my BA family. And thank you, Lauren, for that wonderful introduction. Lauren really helped me come on board to this ministry because when we were doing that load in, load out, I remember there was a number of times that we had issues. Anybody heard of issues before? And we wanted to make the processes better. And I remember that I would just run ideas past her and I would expect pushback. But she never gave me pushback, y'all. She said, okay, we can do that. Okay, we can do this. And from working with her in that aspect, I knew that she was just a different breed. And that was somebody who I could follow. So, Lauren, I love you forever. My boss now for four years, you're the best. And uh, she talked about my queen. I want to honor my, my queen of 21 years over there. She, she is the absolute best man. And, and I just really just, just honor her. Well, um, I, I guess I got a new little tradition here. Can, can we just do a few seconds worth of worship here, guys? Just a few seconds? Just a few seconds. You know, uh, Steve, Steve last week talked a little bit about uh, us just letting our story out. And I didn't notice until we began uh, letting that story out that I didn't learn how to play keyboard to be a worship leader. I know that might be like a surprise, but I didn't. I actually learned from a place of, of pain, and I was looking for something to kind of fulfill a void. But Vanessa, this morning when she was singing about that one breath that goes in and it changes everything, I thought about when, when God's breath came into my body, and now that gift that I had for a place of pain is actually I can use it for his glory. And so I don't need a crowd of people. I can just be in my room all by myself. And I'll do exactly what I'm going to do for you today. Uh, how many people been in Christ over 20 years? Y'all remember this song? Just sing it with me, okay? <laughs> I sing praises to your name. Oh. Praises to your name, O Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing praises to the harmonizers out there, throw the harmony out there. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. Then this new verse came up. I don't even know if we made it up, but we used to do it. Here, God. For your name 
Love me some worship, y'all. We can just do that all day, huh? <laughs> so uh, I was so th- very thankful for for Steve sharing last week, and in this climate that we're in right now, it took a lot of guts to release that message. But when you are a father, uh, you have this responsibility that's in your heart to release truth, no matter what, right? And I'm not a natural dad. But being in leadership, I know that sometimes you just got to tell it like it is. And even if it hurts, you got to release it. And so, Steve, I honor you and I thank you today. But what he released was almost the message that I wanted to preach. (laughs) So uh, I, I had something else that God had been sharing with me over the last couple of months. And what the Lord has just really been talking with me about is how do I see? Asking me this question, Michael, how are you seeing this time that we're in? Are you seeing it through the eyes of heaven or is everything else kind of just put into your view? Like, how are you seeing what's going on? And I remember I had some scriptures and stuff around that and I wanted to form a message around that and I actually did. Then yesterday afternoon, <laughs> Jehovah ha <ha-ha. laughs> Jehovah Ha Ha stepped in. And, and, and one more time. <laughs> and, and I just recall we, we were having lunch with this, with this beautiful couple. And I just heard, Michael, this is what I want to zero in on today. So what you're going to get today has been marinating for a long time. It's freshly seasoned, you know, those of all who like to cook. But I pray that it's a blessing to you today. Acts 10 and 38 says that you know how Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And with power. And he went about doing good and healing all. Somebody say all. All who were oppressed of the devil because God was with them. You know how Jesus of Nazareth. He went about doing good. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he healed all who were oppressed of the devil. 
I don't know about you, but I like John when it says that he had the spirit without measure. And if any of y'all just read that and just thought about that, like anything that he wanted to do, he was able to do. He was a hundred, he was an infinity and old, like he never missed a shot. Can you imagine that? But I wanted to ask a few of you today because I, I love brother and sister participation. I don't consider y'all a crowd. Y'all are my brothers and sisters. In your list of miracles that Jesus did, what's your favorite? And I want to get three answers today. In your list of miracles of what Jesus did, which one was your favorite? Volunteer. That person, my buddy Jim, that's number one right there. That's one of my favorites. Do y'all hear that? The blind man, when he put mud on his eyes. And that mud wasn't dirt and water. <laughs> it was dirt and spit, you know. But he got healed, right? By any means necessary, right, Jesus? Who else? Yes, sir, my buddy, Kevin. Oh, man, Jesus was the original James Bond. He's just, <laughs> I always thought about that too, man. Like, how did he do that? Did, did he like shrink himself and then move and then get like, like, how did he do that? One more. Yes, ma'am. I loved it when the centurion came to him and told him about his servant. And Jesus said, he's well. Oh. He sent the word. You know how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he gave us that power too, right? Well, I got another miracle that I want to talk about today. Thank you all for your participation. I love all those miracles. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Let's talk about this miracle right here. Verse 1, and I'm reading from the, I've had this Bible so long, I can't even read the, <laughs> what kind of version of the Bible it is. It's a version, Amen. <laughs> one Sabbath when he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees oh boy here goes those guys right they were watching him carefully and behold there was a man before him who had dropsy anybody know what dropsy is dropsy is, is congestive heart failure this man had dropsy and Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees saying is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not but they remained silent. They were watching him real close, my man, Tom. But they remained silent when he asked them a question. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. Now, how many of you would just want the anointing to just heal congestive heart failure just like that? No more uncle, aunt with congestive heart failure. Boom, right? And he said to them, which of you having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day? will not immediately pull him out. And they could not reply to these things. You mean you're eyeing Jesus down all this time, but you couldn't answer his questions? Like, what's going on with you, leaders of the law, right? <laughs> but I actually want to change something real quick. Look, look at verse 7. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, when you were invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor. Hmm. Let someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. 
And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person. And then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. Get up, brother. <laughs> but when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Did y'all see what Jesus just did? He's anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he had all authority. And he stops and gives a lesson on etiquette. Jesus just gave us an etiquette lesson, right? Does that seem strange to you that someone with this big, huge gift, he's the son of God and the son of man, and he's going to be willing to take time to give us a lesson? Well, what is this lesson about that Jesus just talked about? Let's look at some of those key words in there. He talked about the place of honor. Hmm? He talked about humility. He talked about having that place of heart that doesn't set myself up above other people. This is the point that I want to bring to y'all, my very first point. With all the power and all the authority that Jesus had, with the ability to do anything at any time, he cared about interpersonal relationships. With the ability to, at the drop of a dime, put spit and dirt on his hands, he cared about interpersonal relationships. This isn't the only story that he talked about honor. Any other fellow Bible readers out there can attest to that? Relationships were absolutely important to him. As a matter of fact, let's turn to Matthew 5 really quick. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Look at this right here. So mostly all of us know that this is the area where the Beatitudes came out and they say this is one of most Jesus's, this is his foundational message that he was speaking. But what he was saying was exactly counterculture to the way Romans did their thing. This, what he was doing right here and releasing to everybody, he knew the laws that they had on, that they were putting on people's back. It was false responsibility. And Jesus said, I'm getting ready to establish something here. Let me release what my kingdom is about. And he released these beatitudes, right? But if you look right here past the Beatitudes, he has some interpersonal relationship stuff. Hmm. Let's go down to 13 because I'm going to set this up here. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how should the saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. Say, I am the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Put it on the stand and it gives light to all in the house. Mm, but what does he say in 16? In the same way, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Huh. Do good works, glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, I think that the things that we do absolutely matters. 
I think the way that we talk to one another as a kingdom family absolutely matters. Do you need some more proof? Let's go down to 21. Huh. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I, to, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother, has anybody been angry in this season? I like the honest folks. Has anybody just been feeling like almost like, I, I, just, I just can't even get a grip fully. It's, it's almost like a vice around my head. I'm just feeling like this supernatural anger that I haven't felt before. Has anybody been more angry in this season than normal? I want to see a show of hands. Good. Thank you, truthful folk. Are y'all ready for something? What does Ephesians 6 and 12 say? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's not against Dan that I have an issue with, right? If you realize what's going on, it kind of allows us to be able to act interpersonally way better. Let's go a level deeper because I'm going to finish that scripture right there. Because I've been around a little bit and, and operated in the pastoral and, and apostolic prophetic culture, one of my jobs without saying anything is to be able to see. Have you all felt the atmosphere even when we've been getting together as a church? Let's be real. Have you all noticed that it's just it's feeling like this? Am I, am, I, am I just making it up? or It's just been like this little lid, right? Is that flesh and blood that you're wrestling up against? You see, during the week, there's been a weariness with all the racial tension, with all the stuff going on with the election, with all the stuff going on with everything and anything, and not to mention you still have households. You've just been feeling out of control in this season. Like, <laughs> I didn't even say COVID-19 yet. <laughs> You've been feeling it. It's, it's, it's been in the second heavens. You've been feeling what's going on in, in the second heavens. And instead of realizing who the true enemy is and realizing that for some reason I'm feeling like, hmm, maybe the second heaven thing is trying to get me to give away a little bit of my authority. Maybe this second heaven thing isn't allowing me to see the things the way God wants me to see them so I don't operate in faith, so I don't operate in love, so I don't operate in honor, so I don't operate in humility because we've seen the reverse, right? So let's go back to that angry scripture because have y'all heard any name calling in this season? Huh? Oh, thank you, thank you. I like honest folk. Some name calling. What, 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 does, what does Jesus, Mr. I do all the miracles plus etiquette, have to say about name calling? Let's see. This, now, this isn't one of the apostles. This isn't Luke, the physician. This is out Jesus' mouth, okay? So we all agree we'll go with what Jesus says, right? Okay, okay. I'll just, I don't know. But I say to you that everyone who is angry will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother hmm, will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, 
or whatever version you might have might say raka, right? You raka, you. It's a, it, it's a term of contempt. It's not just saying you idiot. It's actually doing a, a character analysis on somebody and saying this is who you are. Wow. Haven't you heard some of those names? Repubtards, demon rats. Let's, let's, come on, let's be real. Come on, y'all. This is me here. This is me. Huh, what does he say? You'll be liable to the hell of fire. Now, that sounds rough, Jesus. That sounds rough. That sounds rough. I will never do another name again. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. What's it say? Make it right. A thousand dollars. For Jennifer Allen, <laughs> make it right. You see, making it right is important to Jesus. And there's just been this whole thing that's going, I'm going to just move this here, worship team. You mind? <laughs> this whole thing that's going on right now where it's, we felt like with these strong emotions that have been going on in, in our inner man, there's almost been a release to say what we want. And it's not okay. It's not okay. It's, it's not the kingdom way. You can do it. There's the tree of life. And there's this tree of knowledge and good and evil. But one has different consequences than the other. It's your choice. But Jesus is saying, that's not right. Hmm, let's go down a little further. Y'all having fun with me today? <laughs> having fun? Let's say, look at this here. Interpersonal relationship, Jesus valued them, right? We all agree, right? Let's, let's look at some more. Retaliation. Mm. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Uh-oh, oh, oh, man. If anyone posts... <laughs> an offensive message... You make a <laughs> block and unfriend. You make sure that you're not on either one of his feet anymore. You end that. But how are we being the light of the world, acting like that? And this is what brought this to me, y'all. And I've, I've talked to a few people in person, and, and I really, really want to bring this out. 21 years ago, right before I married that beautiful lady over there, uh, I was in the Army, and we were going out for this uh, a badge. Whenever you see a, a badge on, on a soldier's uniform, that means they earned that. They did a lot to get that. And I'll never forget, I was a medic, so I was going out for the expert field medic badge. Remember the show MASH? That was like my job. That's we did that stuff. I loved it, man. I was Hawkeye. That's right. That's right. That's right. But check this out. I'll never forget, uh, I was born again, and I had another brother who was in my platoon who was born again, and we called ourselves having a sharp discussion <laughs> about ordination, preordination versus predestination. I'll never forget it, man. And we were going back and forth, man. And, you know, I had my ammo, I had all my concordance and all that stuff, and we were just going back and forth. And I'll never forget, forget a guy 
he came and tapped me on our shoulders. He, he, he was our same rank. And he said, you're born again, right? I was like, yes, sir. Of course I'm born again. He looked at my friend. And he said, you're born again, too. He said, then what are y'all doing? He said, all these people out here. And sure enough, it was a line of 600 people behind us waiting to go to the next station. And we're like fourth or fifth in the line looking like fools in front of everybody. And when I thought about that, I said back then, I said, I am going to let my light shine before men that they may see his good works. And you can call me a goody two-shoes. You can say that I'm striving. But man, I want God to see it. And I want when I come into contact with people, I want them to see a man of honor who that even though we do have this sharp disagreement, we can find a place to do it. We can respectfully dis disagree. But I want those people who are around who don't know Jesus yet, I want them to say, it's something about them. Look at those two cities right there that are set on the hill, that I'm attracted to those two cities right there, and I want to glorify who they worship. Because isn't that what it's about? Even though it's not in person, I mean, the majority of our life, especially this past year, has been electronic. People need to be able to look up and down your page and your feed and be able to say, that's a woman of God right there. That's a man of God right there. And they need to be inboxing you. Hey, who is it that you serve? How did you get like that? How is it while all this craziness is going on in the world, you have so much peace? But I, who knows? I'm talking about this right now. Some might be like, I hear you, Mike. But I'm, not re I'm still not ready yet. As a matter of fact, you already got your response ready for as soon as you leave here. <laughs> you just been waiting for me to stop so you can respond. I know. But I want to look at our, our brother Peter. Peter was one of the chosen ones. One of the 12. And we all know that when the soldiers came around to get Jesus, what's the first thing Peter did? He grabbed his sword, right? Have any of y'all ever thought about, like, how Peter did that before? Like, I just always am. Who has a, a real vivid imagination in here? I imagine that he put his leg up when he hit him. Like, like one of these? Hi-ya! That's, that's how my mind says. That ear just fell to the ground. Hi-ya! But Jesus said, you know what, Peter? He said, I'm not about that, man. He said, I came to bring healing even to these guys. And so I'm going to pick that ear up and I'm going to put it back in its proper place. And then I'm going to go fulfill my mission. Because even cutting off his ear isn't enough. My blood needs to be shed so that he can come to a new place. And Jesus decided to lay his life down. But even in that, though, even in that, he was giving us a lesson that, Peter, I don't care how strong your emotions are right now. I don't care how much you think you're being right and you're taking up for me. I don't need that. I don't need that. This is your way of changing the world. I've given you the Great Commission. 
<laughs> you know how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And I'm giving you some too. Just like Loki, I like what Loki said. I'm burdened with glorious purpose. Just like Jesus was burdened with glorious purpose. And he had to fulfill his mission. He gave us something called the Great Commission. He said, go. He said, go out into all the world. And he said, start right here first. Start where we are. Start in your homes. Start in your places of work. Does every person in your family know that you're born again? Are you a secret agent? Really? That's his plan. He doesn't need anybody else to go back and forth. That which is flesh begets flesh, King James. That which is spirit makes spirit come alive, right? So one thing you said, Jennifer, and thank you because she didn't know that she was part of my lesson today. In that Ephesians 6, when they talk about the full armor of God, huh, so we can stand against the wiles of the evil one, right? How many of you want to grab a sword with me? Anybody ready to grab a sword? Because we can grab a sword, it just has to be the right one. And so, if you want to war with me, because we're going to war the right way. Let's pull out some swords here. Ephesians 4 and 32. Be kind to one another. Somebody say, be kind. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. Hmm. Luke 6 and 31. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Huh. Ephesians 4, 29 and 32. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, somebody say all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind and tenderhearted. John 15 and 12. Who wants some more swords? Come on. This is my commandment, the, that you love one another as I have loved you. Matthew 7 and 12. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. 1 John 4, 20 and 21. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Hmm. For he who does not love his brother from whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. You mean they have a differing opinion from me? You mean they have a, a different party than me? Hello? You mean that they put way more seasoning in their food than I do? <laughs> Food wars. Let's get some more swords. Look, Philippians 2 and 4. Let each of you look only not unto his interest, but also to the interest of others. 1 Peter 2 and 17. This is the guy who's cutting ears off. Honor everyone. 
Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Honor who's in leadership. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Oh, we got way more swords. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Romans 12 and 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Oh, Philippians 2, 2 and 3. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility... Count others more significant than yourselves. Do we need some more swords? <laughs> On this big iPad flat screen. Do we need more swords? I'm still scrolling. Y'all, honor is not Michael Christian Edwards' idea. Loving one another. It's not Michael Christian Edwards' idea. It was God's idea. Didn't he say, I honor the Father, and the Father honors me? Didn't he say in John 17, Father, let them be one as you and I are one. Didn't he say that when the world sees the love that we have for one another, that people will know? People will know. We don't have to have on a shirt that says I'm a super Christian or God is dope, even though I do, I do like that T-shirt. <laughs> we don't have to tell anybody because we are letting the internal light of what we carry and who we are get released in all the earth. And I don't know, maybe it's 150 people here. What if each and every person that's here says, I'm going to start doing that now. I'm never going to be a person of slander. You, man, stop the inbox stuff, guys. Please, stop it. Stop it. I don't want to participate in dishonor. So if I've talked to you before, you know now. It's, I'm told you're private and public. I don't do dishonor. So if you're inboxing me, you're talking about Sleepy Joe and Drunk Nancy and all that kind of stuff, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to respond to it. I'm a man of honor. I'm a, I follow Jesus, and when he breathed his life into me, I have a reason to live for him. I have no dealings with the kingdom of darkness, so you might want to go back and forth, but I don't. Are we square? So all in this place, there are people here that maybe say, man, Mike, you've been stepping all on my toes today, man. Man, I just did one last night. I don't have any condemnation for you. I'm letting you know, first of all, that the best days of the church are not behind us. <laughs> Newsflash. The best days of the church are ahead of us. We have too many prophetic words that haven't come to full, full fruition yet and haven't come to reality yet that I know that the best days of the church are ahead of us. And everybody that's in this room I feel a responsibility to tell truth because you are part of it. Who's going to be the person who brings the next Billy Graham? Who's the next, who's going to be the person who brings the next, uh, what's the, the Azusa guy, William Seymour? Who's going to be the guy who, they live their life in such a way of honor and dignity and glory and releasing who they are as believers and followers of Christ. 
that the world will be drawn to your light. Amen. 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 Let's stand on your feet. Amen. So today, I pray that that conviction set in for somebody today. Because the Lord loves you enough to be able to release you. And so just put your hand to your heart right now. And I just, I just want to say these words. Just say, Father, you have made me a new creation. And my life is yours. It's been bought with a price. And I honor you with the words of my mouth. I honor you with the meditation of my heart. And the way I interact with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And the rest of the world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.